This is Locker Room Talk with Jatim Young. I'm your boy. I'm your host. Jatim Young, Chicago's finest, Mr. Wildcat, Mr. Northwestern, Mr. Big Ten, Captain League Hall of Fame, Chicago legend. I'm in the building. It's been a long time since I've done a locker room, a locker room talk. I got so much to cover. I'm going to dive right into it. Check me out. Let's talk about it, Shy. Let's talk about it. Radio podcast every Thursday or Friday. Myself, LeVar Hamlin, Eric, Ooch Skiller Young, E. Young, and Corey C.L. Crockett. We bring in sports and more topics, social media topics of the week. We talking a, a lot of relationship topics and giving you different perspective uh, from a woman's point of view, from a man's point of view, and just talking about everyday life situation. So if you're interested in that type of um, radio and you like those conversations, make sure you check me out on Let's Talk About It, Shy, Let's Talk About It podcast every Thursday or Friday, 6 p.m. We go live. Follow our Facebook page, Let's Talk About It, Shy. All right. Now with that plug already thrown in, man, let me talk to you locker room talk. I got some conversations in the locker room today. Let's jump right into it. So I'm going to start off with, with, you know, professional basketball and professional football uh, right away. So I'm going to, you know, before I go into basketball and football, uh, the Chicago Cubs uh, kind of had their destiny in their hands this year. Um, you know, this is a this is a year where we felt we had an opportunity as Chicago Cubs fans to get back to the Super Bowl. I mean, not the Super Bowl, excuse me, the World Series. You know, the Bears. I'm excited about their uh, potential of going to the Super Bowl. But the Cubs got swept by the St. Louis Cardinals, and that kind of ended the Chicago Cubs' hopes on um, getting to the playoffs and, and potentially winning the World Series this year. Uh, the Cubs have, have kind of been in that, you know, we won the World Series in 2016, uh, 2015, uh, we had to, we were close and we had a good series against the Mets, the Mets pulled it, pulled it out. And then every year since then, we've been right there. Some say uh, Joe Madden, the manager of the Cubs, that this might be his last year. And it, it takes me back to Lubby Smith when he went 10-6 and six with the Bears and got fired. And I'm like, how do you fire a coach that goes 10-6? And, and the same thing with Madden. I feel, how do you fire a manager that brought you his first World Series since 1908? And you've been in the Chicago Cubs have been in a World Series conversation since Madden has gotten there. So, you know, I just think uh, we got to kind of just let this thing transpire and, and really just see what happens, you know, see what happens with, with, the, with, with what Madden can do and manage with the guys for next year, for next season. Now, on the south side of Chicago, the Chicago White Sox, the talent that the White Sox have, people are saying that the White Sox are where the Cubs were, uh, I want to say, five years ago. A lot of good talent that came up from AAA baseball, and that talent transpired into a World Series. And people are saying that the White Sox 
will be in World Series conversation in the next two years. So we'll see. Talking NFL football, um, diving right into it. The Bears, as of today, today is Monday, September 30th, 2019. Okay? The Bears are 3-1. The Bears defeated uh, the Minnesota Vikings yesterday. I mean, just controlled the game beginning to end. Khalil Mack in that defense was tremendous. Now, Mitch Trubisky got hurt in the first quarter. Couldn't finish the game. Um, after the first quarter, but Daniels came in. Daniels out of Mizzou. He came in. Uh, he ran the offense extremely well. Moved the ball. Uh, got the ball downfield. The Bears were hit, hitting on all cylinders. And I mean, from the offensive end, from the defensive end, the Bears controlled the game. The Bears are now three and one. The Bears have the best record. I mean, the best defense in the NFL. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I know the. NFC North is the most competitive conference in football. Um, I believe the Bears should be number one right now, if not tied for number one in the, in the division. But the NFC North is, oh my God, it is like an all-star team. It's like four or five all-star teams in that division. I mean, every team has winning records, and every team is really, 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 really good in the NFC North. Um I'm going to continue with the NFL. Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. He took a loss yesterday. Uh, They lost to the Browns. The Browns look good. Uh, Baker Mayfield came out of a slump. And I picked the Browns. First of all, I just like Baltimore, period. But I picked the, the, the Baltimore Ravens to win that game. But Baker Mayfield looked amazing. And played well. Chubbs ran the ball well for for the Browns. But Lamar Jackson, you know, I just, I love this guy. This is the most exciting player for me, especially at the quarterback spot. Since Mike Vick played, he reminds me so much of Mike Vick. Um, Baltimore is 2-2. If there's anything that I can say about Lamar Jackson, I will say this to him. Lamar, don't forget, what makes you so special? Yes, we know you can throw. And we know that you have an arm and you play that quarterback position well. But what makes you special, Lamar Jackson, is you can run. And it was a lot of times in the game yesterday when Baltimore played that Lamar could have made plays with his feet and kept the chains moving. And he didn't do it. And I I understand that, you know, people are like, we don't want him run, we don't want him to get hurt and everything. But what I don't want to, ha- want to happen to Lamar Jackson is, you know, he... It only could be a couple, a few Tom Brady's in the league. You know, everybody can't be Tom Brady's and, and, and Patrick Mahomes. You know, Mahomes is like a hybrid himself because if Mahomes will run, but Mahomes is a pocket quarterback. Lamar Jackson, you are Mike Big 2.0, and just don't forget you can run the football. Uh, <clears throat> the New England Patriots, Brady keeps winning. Um, Tom Brady just pulled out a game against the Bills yesterday at the, at the last minute. And real similar to the way Patrick Mahomes uh, beat the Lions, you know, just got the ball and moved it downfield and, and scored. You know, Brady just keep winning. The Bills gave New England Patriots everything. But Tom Brady came out on top. I want to get into... I'm, I'm watching all these games. 
And I just want to talk about up to right now, this has been week four in the NFL. Right now, the the top three wide receivers I've seen in the NFL is Evans from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was a big win for Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston uh, got a win over the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, carved that defense up with so many Pro Bowlers and you know well-respected defense. Landry, Landry uh, from the Cleveland Browns. With he and Odell Beckham and Chubbs, I mean, they're giving Baker Mayfield a lot of guaranteed weapons, and Landry is just, he's balling right now. Er, uh, Thomas from the New Orleans Saints, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater back there, whether it's Drew Brees, this guy gets open, and he's just an ultimate playmaker. So I got to give it to Thomas, man, from Saints as one of the top three players at the wide receiver position in the first four weeks. Let me go to quarterbacks. I already talked about them. I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and then uh, Tom Brady. I think those are the three top quarterbacks in the league right now up to week four. One quarter of the league, one quarter of the season uh, down. Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady. Talking running backs. My top three. Kamara, Saints, Ezekiel Elliott, Dallas, Chubbs, Browns. Alright. Uh, my most impressive performance, my MIPs, the Bears defense, man. The number one defense in the league. The best defense in football. Monsters of the midway. Man, goblins of the midway. These dudes are just remarkable. Remarkable. The Giants quarterback, Daniel Seas. He took over Eli uh, Manning's job, and he's 2-0 since he's been a quarterback. Um, I like Garoppolo. I think he's been impressive with uh, with the 49ers. The 49ers uh, had a, a bad week, but Garoppolo has been very, very impressive. Um, he's been an, another most impressive performer. And Aaron Rodgers. You can't say impressive without Aaron Rodgers. I didn't think Green Bay was going to be that good this year. And they've won games and been in games that if it wasn't for a- Aaron Rodgers, no way they would be, be in those games. And in some ways, the Detroit Lions, most impressive performers. I've, you know, they almost pulled off another win over... The Chiefs and Mahomes, you know, showed his magic and won the football game. But the Detroit Lions are, as a team, has been very impressive. So those are my most impressive performers. Let's talk some professional basketball. Paul George is going to, you know, sit out. He's, he's going to take some time off. You want to make sure his body is 100%. And he should be back by November. Now, it's a month away. You know, just some things, some injuries, some knickknacks that he want to get taken care of. And Paul George and his media, they said that he and Kawhi Leonard should have gotten together when, when he was in Indiana. Said they should have been gotten together as a team. So 
Um, I want to point that out. Um, before I continue with basketball, it was some rumors and it was a lot of controversy that during the football game of Baltimore and and Cleveland Browns, uh, Kitchens, the defensive player, did not get ejected for clearly choking Odell Beckham. Odell had two, recept- two receptions for 20 yards. Uh, they did kind of a flea flicker, like a reversal flea flicker to Odell Beckham. Odell threw the ball, and it was a very good throw. The receiver didn't come down with it. But uh, the defensive player, like uh, Kitchens, just choked the man on national TV and no ejection. So that was, that's, you know, I know the NFL is going to probably watch that today and um, find Kitchens for, for that. Continuing with uh, professional basketball, the reason why I say professional, because I want to cover the NBA. You know, right now it's media day. Uh, it's been media day this week. I want to talk about the USA basketball because I haven't talked to you guys in a locker room in so long. I want to get all of this out. And I want to talk some WNBA basketball as well. Um, so, yeah, Paul George is going to kind of sit out to November just to get his body together. Uh, speaking of WNBA basketball, shout out to the Chicago Sky on a great season. The Chicago Sky lost to Las Vegas. Las Vegas uh, ended up going to the finals against Connecticut. Now, uh, Connecticut beat the LA Sparks. Derek Fisher in a closeout game only played Candace Parker, arguably the best women's basketball player ever, definitely in the top five. He only played her 11 minutes, and Candace said, you know, I wasn't injured, I wasn't hurt. So talk to Derek Fisher about why he only played me 11 minutes. In a closeout game, Candace Parker, I don't know, you know, what's going on in their locker room. I don't know what was said. I don't know what the feelings or emotions was, but Derrick Fisher did not play it, and Connecticut ended up defeating the Sparks and going into the championship to face the team from Las Vegas who's just selling merchandise. Uh, they are all over magazine covers the Las Vegas WNBA team, and they're selling out arenas everywhere they go. So, USA Basketball. They didn't send the heavy hitters and um, they lost to Serbia. They lost to Australia with Bangs and uh, from the from the Pistons. Uh, I mean, it, it was teams. France beat them. Uh, you know, the big fella Gobert. And not only did they not play in a, the gold medal game, but they didn't even play in the bronze medal game. So, the USA will qualify for the Olympics. Um, I think, I I like, you know, I kind of understand what Popovich wanted to do. I know he took white. Um, He wanted the shooter. um, He took the shooter that won the three-point contest out of Brooklyn. Uh, His name's Joe. I always forget his last name. I don't feel like looking it up right now. I think De'Aaron Fox would have been a good addition for that World USA team, I think they, they could have used De'Aaron Fox. And in the games that they lost, Kimball Walker and Donovan Mitchell were the only two guys that were able to create their own shot and make offense and make shots. Uh, Brooke Lopez didn't shoot well. 
a lot of the guys, Miles Turner played okay, but not great. Tatum got hurt. You had uh, Marcus Smart kind of playing at a hybrid guard forward position. But uh, in the Olympics 2020, the, the USA team will bring in heavy hitters. So I'm not worried about that. Um, but it's just seeing how the world has caught up and watching Giannis play and make shots during the world games. I'm like, man, if this guy's doing this in the NBA season, he's going to go back-to-back as the NBA MVP. Speaking of Giannis, the Bucks has offered Giannis, and they making it known right now to Giannis and his agent. They're going to get this man a Supermax for $265 million. He's well worth it. And anybody that has watched Giannis in his MVP season and watched Giannis doing these world games, I'm, I, I, I was just like, man, this dude, man, cut the check for him. So shout out to the Bucks for giving uh, giving that man that bread. He deserved it. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. He spoke on his leadership last year with the Boston Celtics, and he said he, he did fail Boston. Um, Boston gave up Kyrie for Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Isaiah Thomas was really hurt by that trade, and, you know, after one year, after one year, a guy, uh, you know, didn't, didn't even stay long. He, he teamed up with Kevin Durant, and he and Kevin Durant is now in Brooklyn. And even though he admitted that he failed the Celtics, he's excited um, to be playing with Kevin Durant. Now, Durant is probably going to take this year off so that he can heal 100%, uh, let his body rest. You know, this guy's been in a playoff, deep in the playoffs for, for a long time now. And, uh, you know, maybe he come back during the playoffs next year. Maybe come back late in the season. You know, similar to Clay Thompson. Clay is, um, you know, allowing himself to heal. But I'll tell people, you know, you talk about, I tell people, you talk about the Los Angeles Lakers, you're talking about uh, the Los Angeles Clippers as potential NBA finalists. Don't forget about the Golden State Warriors because they haven't been beaten five years. And it's something about teams that don't know how to lose and players that don't know how to lose. I mean, we watch Tom Brady every year. And speaking of football, shout out to Christian McCaffrey. That's another person that's been a most impressive player so far in week four. Christian McCaffrey is a dog, man. That, that kid out of Stanford is a beast. But we always count out the Patriots, and it seems like every season, because these dudes got winning in their DNA, they are in the NFL's Super Bowl or championship conversation. And I think Golden State is this similar team because these guys don't know how to lose. So don't count Golden State out when you talk about that championship situation. LeBron James is excited about Anthony Davis, the new energy that a young Anthony Davis is going to bring. Hopefully Anthony Davis is healthy. That's really the thing about him. Anthony Davis could easily be the number one player in the world, but he just got to stay healthy. Russell Westbrook said 
that he's going to uh, sit out of preseason, that he's not going to play any preseason games. Um, Harden talks about how excited he is to play with his brother, Russell, Russell Westbrook, both from Cali, um, now in Houston together, so that, sh- that should be exciting. I, I like watching that filet video uh, <laughs> with him talking about James Harden, how he was talking to Chris Paul on the bench. Like, how we about to get you out of here. So, that was, that was hilarious. Um, so, shout out to Filet. I love watching Filet's videos. Bleacher Report. You gave your top 10 point guards of all time to ever to play the game. You put Zeke at number 10. You put Chris Paul somewhere in the top five. That's the bell on your Bleacher Report because I find that very disrespectful. But what Zeke has done in the NBA, taking the team to the finals five times, winning two, finals MVP, NCAA champion for the Indiana, uh, Indiana uh, Hoosiers, Big Ten, Big Ten champ, St. Joe's High School under the legendary and the late coach Gene Pingator. Out of the city of Chicago that produced nothing but talent. For you to say that Isaiah Thomas in the history of the game as a point guard is the tenth. I just I just I couldn't believe that Bleacher Report. And you put like John Howell checking somebody. As a top 10. And I think Gary Payton should be in there. Gary Payton wasn't even on that top 10 list. They either had Jerry West or Havlicek. And I don't think either one of those guys were point guards. But, yeah, Bleacher Report, man. Your top 10 point guard list. Not that I didn't like the point guards you had on there, but the order. Just seeing Isaiah Thomas number 10 is just totally disrespectful. Chris Paul don't win. And it seemed like everybody in the world just get this man all these like accolades and all these things. And the dude do not win a big one. Like Kyle Lowry has a uh, NBA championship before Chris Paul. You know, like when you talk about the number one point guards ever, man, when you talk about guys has been considered the number one point guard in the world. Most of these guys, like I know Nash got two MVPs and and he, he doesn't have a championship but like you know Jason Kidd championship Magic Johnson championship Steph Curry championship Chris Paul nothing so I mean how you the number one point guard and they did everything to get rid of you out of Houston to get Westbrook so Bleacher Report I was disappointed and, and you and that. Let's talk some college sports. We're going to talk NCAA basketball real quick. Um, you guys out there watching college sports, Georgia Tech um, has been banned from postseason uh, due to some NCAA violations that uh, the Georgia Tech That they, that they just, with players, man, 
I get sensitive about this NCAA basketball topic because I, I played in Northwestern. I was all Big Ten, first team, one of the best players in the country. And I know the work, the sacrifice, is you working two full-time jobs. And you going to school. And a lot of these violations that, you know, even with Kansas, the uh, Sua... Silvo de Sewell is uh, allegedly charged for his family taking uh, $2,500 from uh, Adidas Booster and then they were promising him another $20,000 and then another player from Kansas they were offering him $90,000 you, you got the FBI investigating all this stuff but nobody's investigating and looking like seriously taking a look at your school is making billions of dollars off of a $30,000 scholarship. How come you don't investigate that NCAA? One thing I'm proud of with California, the state of California says that they're going to allow their college athletes to make money while still being collegiate student athletes. And I hope, you know, California legalized weed, marijuana first, and they're allowing the college kids to make money. I just hope that the other 50 states join the state of California to allow these college kids to make money. But it's, it's ridiculous, man. And I'm, I'm happy with what LeVar Ball has done. I'm happy with a lot of the professional athletes. And you watching um, inside the NBA, you hear Charles Barkley, you hear Kennedy J. Smith, you hear a lot of the athletes talk about how the NCAA, how the kids should be getting paid, how the, the football kids should be getting paid. So hopefully that changes in the near future. But it's just ridiculous, man. These kids come from nothing, and the schools are going to make millions and millions of dollars. And these kids who come literally from the poorest neighborhoods in the country, in the world, you know, have to... Like a kid from Baylor just turned pro because of some, some suspension that he that Baylor gave him. So the kid is going to turn pro. And you know, like, people are out here hustling, trying to figure out how they're going to do stuff. And sometimes they get into an opportunity and still need help. And if the NCAA don't figure out how you can help these, uh, these young men while you're selling their jerseys and using their talents to, you know, make your school richer. And even though university do have a heart where they say, you know, well, we're going to provide education and this education is going to give a lot of these kids an opportunity to change um, the generational curse in their families. What about the kids that don't finish and they come back and when they get older and realize like, okay, yeah, I do need education. How come you don't help them kids then? You only help them when they're in the program. So that's just something I wanted to point out with the NCAA with basketball. Uh, Tom Izzo, you know, he said that, you know, he's going to be the number one team in the nation with Michigan State Spartans. Uh, they got the, the best point guard in the world. Like, I, I, I love Michigan State's point guard. I'm, I'm excited to see the type of year he's going to have. But I, I read that and I said, well, coach, you had – um, Forbes, who transferred from, from Cleveland State to Michigan State, 
Uh, he was friends with Denzel Valentine and high school teammates with him. And it worked out for him. He got to the Final Four and Forbes is now playing well with the San Antonio Spurs. But I like Tom Izzo. I, you know, I always say that's one thing. I, I wish I probably would have made the decision to go to Michigan State for college when, when I came out of Gordon Tech in high school in 2000. Um, I just think Izzo just cares about his guys. And uh, I love Coach Izzo. Let's talk um, coaching. So, in NCAA, in, in NCAA basketball, we have a lot of former NBA players. Um, Juwan Howard will be coaching the Michigan Wolverines this year. Jerry Stackhouse will be coaching Vandy. Dennis Gates, Chicago's finest out of Whitney Young. He's going to be the head coach at Cleveland State. Fred Hoiberg will be at Nebraska. And Coach Steve Alford, out of the Big Ten, he's going to be at Nevada this year. So that's exciting. I want to jump into some college football. And Alabama is number one after Clemson nearly lost to uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. 20-21 Clemson. The North Carolina went for a two-point conversion um, instead of the field goal. And they didn't convert the two-point conversion. And the Clemson beat North Carolina by 120-21. Ohio State and the Big Ten Conference is still the best conference in football to me in college. Um, Ohio State just looks unstoppable right now. But Wisconsin and Jordan Taylor. Jordan Taylor is a serious running back. This guy is going to be a pro. He probably impacted the league as Saquon Barkley out of uh, Penn State has done with the Giants. But Jordan Taylor is a problem. And the Wisconsin Badgers look really good. Northwestern gave them everything this past Saturday, but uh, the Badgers defense pulled it out. Um, Rutgers fired their uh, fires coach Ash. He only had eight wins in three seasons um, in the Big Ten. And uh, Rutgers went on ahead and gave him the pink slip. So Rutgers will be looking for a new football coach as always keep love in your heart and humility never forget about the people who help you and, and, and help you to level up and, and reach that next level in success in your life there's always room for improvement alright and the day that you feel you can't get better is the day you're not living life to the fullest. So every day you want to be better than you were the day before. Always room for improvement. And whatever you do, do it to the best of your, do it to the best of your ability. Give 100%. This is Locker Room Talk with Jatim Young. I'm your boy. I'm your host, Jatim Young, Chicago's finest, Mr. Wildcat, Mr. Northwestern, Mr. Big Ten, Catholic League Hall of Fame, legend in the city. This is Locker Room Talk, where we bring the conversation that we as athletes have in the locker room to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Peace and love. I'm out.